The phone conversation between fantasy veterans Bob Harris and Matt Waldman is a quick and dirty rundown of players, units, or teams from Sunday's games. Feel it or fuck it is our instant verdict on the fantasy value of a player situation, not the ability, effort, or character of the player. This is just how two old-timers in this industry talk when they got a lot of cover in a little time. Good morning, Matt Waldman. How many fewer lineups do you have to set this week? I think two. Two. One that stings, to be honest, after mm. after me talking a little... talk uh, After yeah, me crowing a little bit on our show Saturday, I'm eating some crow today, so... It but happens. It happens. It happens. I, I I won't know until I don't. I don't even look at scores until Tuesday night when I'm yeah. setting the next lineup. Yeah. So I I won't know. I'm that. either I'm either one safety short, my man, or or I had two. I have two scoring adjustments that will make the difference, but I don't think they will. So congratulations to my uh, <clears throat> my buddy Matt Patanti who who's been my main rival in that league. One of us you is don't having actually a dynasty and he hasn't. You don't mean it. I can see it in your eyes. No, I mean it, but uh, no, okay. it stings right now. So the, the real me is fighting through the sting. I'll put it that way. But uh, but what about Jahan Dotson? Rest of the playoffs? You think he's stinging people? Nah, fuck him. No, uh, so, I, well, I mean, look, this is playoff time, Matt. It's very important to not outsmart ourselves. And so we look at a Giants team that had just gotten burned by Terry McLaurin. Where was all their attention going? Terry McLaurin, right? And I think uh, Scott Turner's a sharp enough cookie to realize that, you know, and leverage that. And as he has over times the years, uh, uh, this year, where we've seen Dotson kind of, you know, have some moments where he caught our attention. A lot of it had to do with scheme, it seemed like. And so credit to Scott Turner. But at fantasy playoff time, is he a playable commodity? Yes, if I'm in a horrible, desperate mode. But it's, I'd have to be that. I mean, there are going to be games where he disappears, where teams aren't treating Terry McLaurin like he just uh, destroyed them the last time these two teams met two weeks ago. You know, I think that's certainly fair. I mean, you know, at the same time, I look at Jahan Dotson, and I think, yeah, I mean, you haven't really seen him. You know, he's he hasn't been really healthy from week five until about you know, week 10, and he was still kind of getting things back together. So I felt like this was a game that you could see coming. <laughs> Um, the big question, though, is, and, and especially after, you know, even in week 13, five for 54 for a touchdown, so I'm kind of, see, I'm kind of feeling him, but not really, you know, not in a two, in a two right. receiver league. But, you know, if you start three or four, he's certainly startable in that. Absolutely. In that yeah, yeah. So I would, yeah. So I should have qualified that. I mean, I'm not, yeah. like, I'm not looking to force him into lineups if I have guys that have been, that have gotten me here already. And that's kind of the mode I'm in, you know, in all my playoff teams, they, I have players that got me there. I'm not going to sit here and outsmart myself. And say, "Oh, look, a rising star! I must get him in my lineup." See, Sorry, I'm just God. I'm off the sting you. of a guy. I'm off the sting of a guy that didn't get me there, but I should, right. but had gotten me there before that I should have that I should have played. But uh, I hear you. So maybe that's what it is. But yeah, Dotson looked good the other night. The the catch that he had last night, um, you know, with the late hands against the <clears> corner <throat> where he made the the jump in one step to to basically have the corner on his inside hip and make the jump to, to be able to win that. That's what he did at Penn State for a lot of, for a couple of years, you know, I, and look really good doing it. I feel like if I'm playing Jahan Dotson this year, it's the same reason I was playing Juwan Johnson last year, right? Because I'm going to get, you know, at some point I'm going to yeah. get the guy that I wanted to get. I think we tend to be as fantasy managers a little bit ahead of the curve on these guys because we have a, maybe a little better understanding of their talents and what they're capable right. of. And so we jump in thinking that everything's going to fall into place right away. It just tends to take a little time yeah. to fall in place. So, like, you know, and Juwan Johnson, 
go, man. But also on on Dotson, I mean, he does look phenomenal. So again, if you're if you're in a league where you're sitting there and you're going, oh no, I have this sudden hole. Yeah, if he's out there on the waiver wire, yeah. if for no other reason to block somebody else in the playoffs as well, in case he has another big game, don't have it against you. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's very well explained. But you know, a guy who didn't get get us there at all, but certainly seems to be ready to take us there the rest of the way is J.K. Dobbins, top five running back for the playoffs. Uh, like, I, I, no, but d- d- running back one, yes. Okay. Right, running back one for sure, or you know, ideally running back two. Right, hopefully you still have that you know anchor stud that you you know expected, or and, and a lot of players that maybe have been been disappointing us, uh, you know, for a portion of the year are starting to to return. I do think you know, look, the offense isn't as great right now. What do they have like two touchdowns in the last three games or something ridiculous? I mean, that's the problem. And he he'll acknowledge that his breakaway speed, like the the long run this weekend, you know, were he up to full speed, he would have taken that the entire way. Um, but as a locked-in starter every week, I was there heading into this week, and I'm there for the rest of the season. He will be in all my starting lineups where I have him. Yeah, I mean, 28 for 245 yep. yards and two touchdowns in two games. I, I don't care whether the speed's there or not. I You know, I mean, it, it'll be amazing when he is, but <clears throat> if the speed was there, he'd probably be at, you know, 28 for 320 yards and, and four touchdowns. But... You know, I, to me, all that's good enough to – he's close to a top five if he's not. I'll just put it that way. Um, but he's definitely a, a running back one for sure. Absolutely. But what about Kenneth Walker, rest of the season? Is he a top – I would rather play J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> of course <laughs> you would. See, this is – I'm here to push you, Mr. – I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to – I'm not ready to fuck anybody right yet uh, that's a starting running back for my playoff teams. Uh, but I'm not feeling – I'm not feeling Kenneth Walker at the moment. And I think Pete Carroll has, you know, discussed even the, the week before when Walker was out and DJ Dallas were out, and we didn't get a lot out of Travis Homer and and that other guy, uh, Tony Jones Jr. Um, so, and, and he kind of lamented the uh, the offensive lines play, and I kind of, you know, I kind of agree with that. I think they need to play a little better up front. And Kenneth Walker though has not run, you know, hasn't shown the big breakaway abilities and things we've seen. I think they're still there, so I'm probably still playing him. Uh, and hopefully I have another back or he's in a flex spot, uh, but definitely not, you know, not feeling him the way I was. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not feeling the way it was either. And now he's playing the Jets next week, so I'm not feeling him next week. Now against the Rams, I'll feel a little bit more sprightly about that. But that's, again, it's all, of, to me, a big part of this is the function of the offensive line. Seattle's offensive line has not been all that great. So who are you feeling more? Not, you don't have to say this year. Who are you feeling more in the future, um, the near future, like say next year, Jelani Woods or Trey McBride? Um, feeling the athletic ability of Jelani Woods more, feeling the circumstances maybe of Trey McBride a little more. And some of this will depend on, uh, and feeling of both. I mean, I think they're both pretty talented players. I thought it was interesting for McBride though, the, the you know, kind of getting going from the inline guy to the, you know, the move guy uh, out of necessity when Ertz got hurt. I don't know you know, we'll see about Ertz. I mean, I think that's that's probably the limiting factor to me for McBride. If Ertz is back in full speed, uh, my guess is the Cardinals offense is going to be better than the Colts offense. So that's why I lean McBride. Um, and But maybe wholesale changes on both sides of this uh, equation are coming uh, that we can't yet quite see. Um, but Kyler Murray, you know, is a quarterback I'd feel pretty comfortable with, uh, assuming. And, 
even Colt McCoy, even assuming. So slight lean to McBride. I think in a dynasty league, if I was playing this really long term, I might go with Jelani Woods. I think he has some more, more development to do. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning McBride. I certainly like the way that he runs through people. I like the way that um, he – I think he's a little better, better of a route runner right now. But I agree Woods is very talented. So um, – Yeah, get, getting, the, get, getting the opportunity to gain this experience, I think, for for McBride is a, is a big difference maker. I mean, you know, he was kind of stuck in that other spot and, you know, being thrust into this position where he's asked to do a little more is going to help him. Yeah, exactly. And he's better made for that. I mean, that was really what his deal was. I mean, he could do both, but putting him outside, he really is a was a weapon like that at Colorado State. So who are you feeling more next year? Justin Fields or Lamar <laughs> Jackson? Uh, Justin Fields. Um, and, you know, just because just there seems to be more uh, room for growth, right? It, just as a passer and maybe the, the weapons around him, like neither – neither team has great weapons around uh, their quarterback, at least receiving weapons at the moment. And so I think that's, you know, limiting factors for both offenses. Um, but I've been impressed with the uh, rise of, uh, of fields and he seems to have uh, everything I'm looking for. Uh, and part of this is maybe just the, the, a little recency bias. I mean, it's not been a good year for Lamar Jackson in that offense. Uh, just in general, if you go back and you look at the week to week production for Lamar Jackson, doesn't have a lot of top tens, uh, laying on his uh, in his resume this season, and and I think maybe part of that is just uh, teams figuring that offense out. Maybe Greg Roman, maybe it would have been good if Greg Roman moved on uh, to Stanford, but he's not. So I don't know. I feel I feel a little more comfortable with the younger player right now. You know, my my initial feeling when I see this question is fuck this question because um, I like them both. Um, I, but, I like them both too. Yeah, but if I had to if I had to choose. I'm going Lamar Jackson mainly because the the court, the the wide receiver. I mean, Rashad Bateman looked fantastic when he was healthy, and I think that once he's back, and then you have that combination. As long as they have a triangle of of receivers, so you get Dobbins back, you get Andrews back, and you get um, Bateman back, and, and I think that that's a great combination for them. And maybe that's it. I mean, you know, I look at some of the numbers over the last uh, nine games. Jackson had seven touchdown passes, five interceptions. Um, didn't seem to be, you know, running as much. I don't know. You know, maybe he'll feel a lot better about things when he has a new deal in place as well. Um, you know, yeah. change yeah. a little mental outlook there. But but in general, uh, just it it has been high end. And, and, but he has, you know, obviously the, yeah. the better history to lean but, back on but it's but it's so close because i mean you look at fields yeah. and what he did in against philadelphia um last week and you think about it and you watch that game and it's like the most talented players on that offense are justin fields and the two running backs that's it the, you know cole commit is cole commit <laughs> is like a distant third and then you've got byron pringle who might be their best receiver who's been banged up for much of the year and he was patrick mahomes fourth or fifth best receiver last year <laughs> so right. that kind of lets you know where they're at offensively so you know fields i hear you with fields having a lot of room for growth um but yeah and i'm i i do know that chase claypool's on that team when i say that byron pringle is their <laughs> best receiver you know, honestly, in drafts, I'll probably take the cheaper one. I mean, it, yeah. you know, if it came down to it, whichever one was cheaper uh, on draft day will probably be the one that's on my roster. Wise move, wise move. How about Raheem Mostert for the rest of the the playoffs? Feeling it? A little bit. Not not entirely. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, with the running backs like that, as a flex-level play, 
with upside to give you the, you know, super high in production any given week, I think it's a great offense. It can be a great offense uh, in the right circumstances. Um, but, but I think just as easily we could be having the same conversation about Jeff Wilson Jr. any given week. And that's the issue for me. It's just, you know, this is a, it's been a high variance year, Matt Wallman, especially at running backs where we haven't been able to get, you know, you know, there's circumstances we'd like to leverage to our advantage uh, where we're, we just haven't been able to. And, and, you know, up until this point, Baltimore was one of them. Just when you thought it was Gus Edwards time, it turned into Kenyon Drake time. And just when you thought it was Kenyon Drake time, turned into somebody, you know, it, it just, it, and I'm using that as one example. They've been uh, widespread across the league. You see these things that are hard to predict. So, uh, I wouldn't want to have to bank on it, but as a flex level play, whichever running back I had uh, on the Miami Dolphins, I and I needed to play, I would hope would have it would be their week. I don't know whether we t- we talked about this last week or not, but I do remember borrowing a lesson I learned from Adam Harstead, mentioning something this week about did. Raheem Mostert saying he was due for a long run. So maybe that maybe maybe that was coincidence, but it was nice to see him have a long run against the Bills. I but I agree with you. I feel him as a flex play. That's if he's a running back three, I'm, there may be better flexes, but he's right in the middle of that that term, and I'm good with that. Now, I you I know I made you laugh yet Saturday night when I was on your show, and I met and the guy asked about three running backs, and I said Tyler Algier, and you're like you don't even like Tyler <laughs> Algier, and I'm like and I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I'm telling you I like Tyler Algier, that I right. must like there's a reason why. And 130 something yards later, are you feeling him? Yes, as a, as a <laughs> yes, kind of right. I mean, again, this is playoffs, and 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 I I can't imagine that if I'm in the playoffs, Tyler Algier was the reason I'm there. Yes. But if I found myself in a situation where I'm going, oh my gosh, I suddenly don't have my running back. Jonathan Taylor got hurt and I don't have a running back. And I, you know, and this guy's sitting on my bench, I'd be feeling the hell out of him. Right. I mean, you know, necessity is the mother of uh, feeling it. And, uh, and so, yes, if I needed him, I would have, you know, I've look at, I, I mean, you know, Cordell Patterson finding the, the end zone would make me feel him a little bit if I was in those similar circumstances. But neither way do I want these guys as uh, I wouldn't call them desirable front life plays. Are you feeling are you, Tyler Algier or Raheem Mostert? Uh, probably, probably, probably Mostert a little bit. I, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm a little bit more with Mostert because it's two versus three, and and the two and the two in Miami have a better quarterback right now. Um, even if he's struggling a bit, but Tyler Algier ran hard and and what I definitely would say I noticed about him that was impressive, um, was, and it really wasn't him. And I don't mean to bash him. It's just more that his offensive line, the push his offensive line got Hmm. on just about every run was fantastic. There was a lot of plays where they faced the new Orleans defense that was playing more nickel base or that they were running gap plays. And if I knew that the league was running a lot more gap, I probably would have liked Tyler Algier more because I mentioned he'd be a better gap runner than he would be a zone runner. And he's a hard runner, and I really like that about his game. So I I have a revised opinion of Tyler Algier given our NFL environment. I'm feeling him more long-term. Short-term, I'm with you. I think I'd rather have Raheem Mostert, um, but Algier starts it starts to climb into that running back three um range if you need it 
So who are you feeling more next year? Drake London or Jahan Dotson? We'll go back to him. Leave him out of this. No. Uh, So (laughs) I I think it's easy. It's been, you know, maybe a game of expectations for players. You know, we set these expectations and probably Drake London has fallen short. Maybe of the high-end expectations people had uh, based on his draft capital, et cetera. But he's produced reasonably well in not really great circumstances. Um, and so I'd probably, I'd probably lean on him still thinking he's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense, and Jahan Dotson is not. Quarterback play, though, maybe even sat out a little bit. So so probably slight, still slightly to, Do- to, to Drake London for me, slightly. Yeah, I, I still feel I'm still feeling Drake London is a long term prospect and he's certainly one of the better prospects there. But I saw this as more of a compliment to Jahan Dotson <clears throat> than it was a slight to Drake London. Um in the sense You will that, not make me love Jahan Dotson, Matt Wallman. I I can tell. You know, I'm trying to spruce him up for you, but you know No, I look. love Jahan Dotson. Let me rephrase. I love Jahan Dotson. I just uh I'm realistic about the uh, range of possible outcomes here. Yeah, they're, I, and they're I, wide, and I think that I think they're I think they're getting narrower. Um, based maybe it's because I'm not I'm not feeling Desmond Ritter long term. Right. Um, well, but maybe yeah, that yeah. may be an issue. And and Dotson's ability to win outside in the NFL was something that I wondered how good that was going to be. I think it's going to be pretty good. I can tell what he does inside. But um, I still give London the slight edge, but Dotson's starting to climb a little bit for me. Um, Zach Wilson, are you feeling Zach Wilson? Um, <laughs> Can I say it with a straight face? <laughs> I'm nobody's mom. Um, uh, let's I'm see. Nobody's uh, mom. <laughs> uh, so. Okay. No. Yeah. No, no. Thank so. No, I mean, I just like it's going to be hard for them. You know, they've got a hard decision. By the way, timeout. There, okay. that's how you do it, Robert Sala. You're welcome. Uh, it's that easy. Just call it. It's not hard. Um, uh, no, uh, so I mean, you know, they're so they've been so invested in them, right, and it seems like they're you know kind of finally willing to step away from it a little bit and you know and take a little more realistic approach. But I, but I, I still feel like deep down inside that they feel like this guy has, you know, they, they see one of those little op platform throws or whatever he does. They think, Oh, he can do that. We, and, and I just, I don't know if they're ready to give up on him. I am. I'm ready to fuck him, but I don't know if they are. Yeah. I think, I feel like the marketing department took over the New York jets. Um, you, you know, in a sense, and that, that we're worried that they still haven't gotten the, a hostage and negotiator to get them out, um, of the front <laughs> office. But, uh, and they they just need to understand that just because he's he's a he's a blonde kid who you, you, you know who 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 makes some throws that uh you know Jalen hurts you know throws on a regular basis but does a whole heck of a lot more like play quarterback at a at a high level right um, they feel like that they somehow got themselves a version of that kind of like he's like he's like the boy band version of a quarterback um, so yeah fuck that. The Detroit Lions defense. I watched that game, and let me just say that that you know Jeff Okuda, fuck that too. That was you know that was that was pretty bad. There were some plays that I'll just put it to you this way: if they played a defense that that wasn't Detroit's defense, um, we would not have Zach Wilson on this list. I'll just put it. Right. That it's way. funny because you know people keep saying, "Well, Detroit's playing better defense uh, in the recent weeks," and they are, and that, that tells you how bad they were. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they would not be mistaken. 
they they would not be mistaken for a, a, a mediocre NFL defense. I'll just put it to you that way. They're, they 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 walk into the mediocre defensive convention room and immediately they get kicked <laughs> out, even by someone who just got hired off the street that day to be able to eyeball everybody and 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 be the be basically the gatekeeper. So. Who are you feeling more next year, Daniel Jones or Davis Mills? Are you even feeling this question? Uh, well, I mean, Davis Mills has disqualified himself from the conversation, much to my chagrin. I thought, you know, last year he showed the that huge, you know, leap in, in you know, making the connections. And I gave him a little leeway because of, you know, the college career was not a lot of experience because of injury, etc. Um, this year he had the chance to step up. Then he got the chance to step away and step back in. And still, he is sharing with Jeff Driscoll, and I think that probably defines, uh, you know, Davis Mills right now. Sharing with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. I mean, what more? What more do you need? Yeah, I'm feeling Daniel Jones is the next Chad Hetty in about five years, but um, for right now, I'm feeling him more than Davis Mills. Uh, sad to say, I would agree with you because I would. I think everyone was kind of seeing the light on Mills on what <clears throat> what was happening there, but I don't think it's going to happen. So just because. We always need people to sneak into this list. I think Royce Freeman snuck into the list a little bit. He's trying to get he's trying to get into the main hall. Are you feeling it? Um, no, not feeling any Houston Texan uh, whatsoever uh, for any reason whatsoever. Now that Damian Pierce is no longer going to be playing, I kind of had this. You know, I don't want to say. Huh, I mean, as soon as they elevated Royce Freeman, you said to yourself, "Well, you know, if I was planning to play Rex Burkhead or Dario Ogunbowale." I should probably find a different plan because just having another piece there. I mean, you already didn't know uh, which of those two was going to be busier. Uh, and then throwing Freeman into the mix kind of just totally muddied the waters further. Uh, fuck the Texans. Yeah, box score-wise, they look even. But I would take Jordan Mason over Royce Freeman right now, even with Christian McCaffrey yep. rolling it up there. How about next year, Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? I'm making your Monday feel pretty good right now, aren't I? Like, we just slid mm. down into the mud, didn't we? <sighs> Sam Darnold. Uh, I feel Sam Darnold more. Uh, we'll see, you know, Monday Night Football, it's uh, going to be a horrible offense against a very generous defense. We'll see what the outcome is there. Maybe we'll, you know, but as long as Matthew Stafford is in the locked and upright position, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's future with the Rams is a zero or clipboard guy. And uh, and I just don't see it beyond that. I mean, I think we've seen we've all seen what Baker Mayfield is and Sam Darnold. Maybe it depends a little bit on how the coaching situation plays out. I mean, yesterday's loss, notwithstanding, I think Steve Wilkes is making a really strong case uh, to remain the coach of that team. And if he does, uh, it seems like his desired outcome is for the quarterback that uh, uh, is really good at handing off the football and not making a ton of mistakes as a passer. Maybe Darnold has figured out that that's the, the role and he's willing to accept it if that's the case. Darnold, not Baker Mayfield. What if I said I'm feeling Matt Corral um, over all three uh, out of the three of them? But I think that the the big deal with Matt Stafford is, you know, if he's got a part of his neck touching his spine, um, you, you know, right now he may be done. So possible. So it's you know I'm I'm giving a little more credence to Baker <clears throat> Mayfield right now. Um, my my heart says my heart says Sam Darnold, but you know I'm gonna let my mind go with. Baker uh, so Mayfield. here's the better question: uh, You know, Sean McVay as a uh, as the head coach of the Rams in 2023, 
no, fuck it. So then maybe Baker won't be there. So, <laughs> you know, that's a good question. That's a good thought. I think I think Sean will be on with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, I think, at some point. Super um, salesman of the year. Yeah, he will be. So how about Damian Harris or Ezekiel Elliott next year? Free agent deluxe. Are, there, are they free agents deluxe? Or is it mm. more like, you know, the hamburger version of that? Boy, I, you know, the... the... <laughs> Jerry Jones' love of Ezekiel Elliott knows no bounds, right? But, I mean, his, you know, in a, but there are people around him that will talk some sense into him. I feel like he would probably, you know, he would want, he would want to keep him. The, the question would be, will Zeke stick around? If Zeke stuck around in Dallas for whatever reason, I would feel Zeke. Because uh, I think they've figured out a combination to make this backfield work with two guys. And maybe that's what their desired outcome will be. But, but the money is going to have to work. And for Damian Harris, it's going to be all about the landing spot. But I don't have enough evidence of Damian Harris, it's it's a narrow band. I'm going to say uh, I feel Zeke more, uh, even as an older player, he still has something left. Yeah, because he's not as old as people think he is. He's right. just got a lot on. It's it's tough. I think they're both going to be decent if they find the right landing spot. I, I'll say this: fuck the idea that they're going to find the right landing spot. That's <laughs> the real. I think that's the underlying answer to this question. Is I I think that's what I love about this show that we do because this call because <clears throat> when we do it, I, I ask you these questions, but the real answer is half the time like fuck the question. Right. We need to rephrase <laughs> this question because you suck at asking questions, Matt Waldman. Um, but, but Ezekiel Elliott, I'm going to give him the slight edge, but only because. I think he's a slightly more skilled runner at this stage. Um, and both are skilled. AFC champion, who are you feeling? Bills or Chiefs? Or I'll, gonna go with my pre- I'll go with my preseason p- prediction and go with the Buffalo Bills. Um, and, like, total, totally a toss-up. I mean, any given week. You know, I'm eager to see the game when they play each other for the right to go to the Super Bowl, which I think we will see. Although Cincinnati would... Like is sitting out there yelling at me right now. Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. Maybe Miami as well. I mean, like there, you know, there's some teams with legitimate uh, chances uh, to that can play with any. You know, and look, Los Angeles is coming on a little bit too. So uh, I'm not dismissive of anybody at the moment, but I like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm not only feeling the question, Bills or Chiefs as the AFC Championship. Um, I'm also feeling the fuck that question. Cincinnati has a right to be <laughs> right to be in there, especially with the way the defense is playing. And when you can stop the run and you're you know, and you have the weapons they do and Burroughs the type of quarterback that he is, um, I'm I'm feeling Bills or Chiefs or Bengals as part of this question, but I'm 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 leaning Chiefs if I had to answer it for, for sure. Um NFC champion. 49ers or Eagles? This one seems a little, little easier. I mean, I don't see anyone pounding on the door here, uh, yelling at us. Let me in! Uh, so, I mean, this is a... I mean, I, I, the way San Francisco plays defense, I think, you know, you have to give them that chance. I'm going to go with the Eagles, though. Uh, they seem more of the well-rounded team and and uh, certainly have the offense. Uh, I would like to remind them they have a guy named Miles Sanders who is better apparently than they realize and they should use him more because we love him as fantasy managers I'm just saying <laughs> I'm feeling the Eagles that's for sure I'd like to feel another team but I can't think of another team that I would be feeling 
well enough to to add to this list so yeah definitely i feel the afc i'll just put it that way yeah the nfc that's kind of how i but i've always felt that way so um that's bias but but it i also think there's some truth into that so feeling more next year we're going to end it with some feeling mores next year with this travis etn or deandre swift who? <laughs> no, um, tra- I'll feel Travis Etienne more, uh, and and I don't think you know. I'm. We may not feel either either of them greatly. Uh, just you know, Swift seems to be have defined himself. You know, when we see it, you know, it's not a two way split anymore. It's three way split there, right? Yeah. So uh, Justin Jackson has fought his way in, into the mix, and and I. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Dondre Swift uh, turning me into the guy that we tried to make him be. Again, I referenced earlier in our discussion here that oftentimes we're a year early on players. I felt like last year we were in on Swift enough that it felt early. Then this year it felt right. I don't think it's going to be right. I think. I think the. I think he's kind of defined himself as a player. I'm going to go with that. I'm not thrilled about Etn right now. Um, just can't seem to. You know, he seems like a huge. Both of them seem like huge big play threats. Um, but just don't seem to have it together enough to be every down players. Yeah, ETN is that guy that's always going to make a big mistake. I mean, it's either he's either going to be running into the glass, you know, into the glass door, thinking that there's a there's an opening there that doesn't exist, or he's going to fumble, or he's going to he's going to try and bounce a play that he shouldn't. He's that kind of player. He's the he's a when you look up boom bust in the dictionary, right. there's a picture of Travis at the end there. DeAndre, right next to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift ain't far away. He's certainly the alternative de- definition. He might be number 2 on that list for sure. So fuck this question for either of them being running back ones, but I think they can be mid-range running back twos at their at best, but I would give the edge to Etienne right now because they're still more excited about him than I think the Detroit Lions are. I think they, like you said, they know who he is. Feeling more a rookie quarterback in New Orleans or Jameis Winston starting in New Orleans? So I will defer to you and all things rookie quarterback because I don't even know if I know their names yet. Uh, I have not read my rookie scouting portfolio 2023, and that's when I will learn all about these players. But in the meantime, I do know enough to know uh, to say fuck uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, Seems like a nice enough fellow, but just uh, that ship has sailed. Uh, you know, we'll see what the new coaching staff. Okay, maybe not. Maybe they'll have the same coaching staff, but but I, you know, if they do, they've already decided. And if new coaching staff comes in, uh, I'm sure they'd like to decide. Uh, you know, build for the future. I think either way, building for the future is coming for the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm feeling more long term a rookie quarterback with Jameis Winston as the bridge, and you can get the rookie scouting portfolio. Um, at least a pre-order discount for 19.95 through Thursday. This Thursday, tw- um, on the 22nd. You know, so you can get it. Through you should Thursday all do night. that. I like to play the pay the full price. It makes me feel better about myself. And and see, I I, I love all that you perverts who like to pay the full price for this. Um, you can get it at 21.95 after that through April 1st, heading into its 18th year. Um, if you like this podcast and like the work that we do, you know, this <clears> is certainly a way to be able to. Uh, um, to say thank you to but really you're going to say thank you when you take a look at this publication because it's been pleasantly shocking readers since 2006 with guys like Chris Olave, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, JK Nick Chubb, Brown, Nick Chubb, I yeah. had him Saquon Barkley. Yeah, all sorts of things like that. So, you know, you get a pre-draft and a post-draft that that um one comes out every April 1st, the pre-draft, the post-draft comes out no later than a week after. Great for fantasy, but at the same time, too, it's rooted in football. And when you have guys like Alex Brown, SMU's recruiting director, tell you that 
Um, it's one of the two most purchased independent draft guys by NFL people that visit with him on a weekly basis for his job to look at these players. That tells you something that it is definitely rooted in football and it's got that it's got that cred. So you can find it at mattwaldman.com or you can learn more at mattwaldmanrsp.com. Endorsed by Bob Harris. Endorsed. Who doesn't watch college football and has no idea what these players are coming into the league until he reads the fantasy hall of, fantasy hall of famer bob harris so you know if if that's the case then you know if, if he's reading it then you know it's you know it, it'll give you some information he'll figure out he may he may figure out what to do with it better but you know but that's why he's a hall of famer so feeling more <clears throat> desmond ritter or a rookie quarterback next year in atlanta so the real question is, uh, will Arthur Smith be back as head coach in Atlanta? And uh, if he is, I think he might give Desmond Ritter another shot. Yeah. I and think, draft a rookie as well. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think Desmond Ritter gets – I'm feeling that a little bit more. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it out of the equation of them drafting another rookie. Um, feeling more, Zach Wilson or rookie QB in New York? Do you think they get the, <clears throat> the marketing department out of there? I think Mike White. I'm feeling Mike You're White feeling more. Mike White. Look at you. You like that Western Kentucky fella, huh? Uh, no, I don't like him, but no. uh, the players like him. Uh, the coaches probably like him. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like every time I feel like you can't invest in another rookie quarterback this soon after. Uh, Josh Rosen taps me on the shoulder and says, "Really?" Um, so uh, probably another rookie. I'm feeling another rookie. I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm feeling another rookie, <clears throat> um, but. I'm not feeling the New York Jets to reliably answer anything about that question on a, on a high level. Feeling more Daniel Jones or Daniel oh. Jones in an ACC um, booth in a few years and a rookie quarterback in Jersey. I'm ready to drop gloves on this one. I'm foiled up, Matt Walvin. Let's go. I'm Daniel Jones. I think it's another. it gets at least another shot another year in this offense because I think somewhere Brian Dayball sees just enough josh allen uh to think he can do something with it wow i'll i'll i'm feeling you saying that i'm because i can't see straight with that one i look at daniel jones and i just don't see it i don't (laughs) see it but that's all right um look i see you bob harris and i'm always feeling you so you know love you bye goodbye